0: We, but now we turn our attention to the great game of golf. I know many of you uh, like to tune into this each week. Birdies, bogeys, and biceps. George Bryan. And tonight we have a special guest, M.J. Ward. George, let's bring you in first. How are you and how's your week been?
1: Oh, better not deserve. And I'm uh, in Jacksonville watching the. They call it the Corn Ferry qualifier, but I'm calling it a PGA Tour qualifier. Because they're giving out five PGA Tour cards, so um uh, better not deserve. Glad to be part of it. And you got we got the uh we got biceps. You didn't mention biceps and Robbie
0: Thane. Oh Robbie's here as well. All right. Good. Gotta bring him in. Quick. We don't okay, well we will work on that. I don't think we've got Robbie with us. But we do oh. but but we know. But you know what, George, is right before we get to get to the golf segment, why don't you mention the latest with Tsunami Bar Sports? What's what's happening with your biceps? <laughs> mine,
1: mine, mine are taking a break right this minute. Uh Christmas break, they're on holiday. And uh so but I tell you what, the tsunami bar technology is—it's a game changer for golf and those interested in in uh, getting some blood flowing, getting that central nervous system going. It's uh, it's probably the only fun technology out there where you can spend a little time with it, uh, tap into that creative and imaginative place, and get a great benefit. Golf is my thing with the Sunami Bar. It was in it was invented in the Clemson weight room primarily for football players. So David Abernathy is the co inventor of the bar and he used to be the strength coach, the assistant strength coach at Clemson for strength coach Joey Batson. And it was invented in two thousand twelve for linemen, football linemen. So the invest, I, I call it the industrial strength side and oh, a lot of the, a lot of the athletes, a lot of the institutions know about the tsunami bar. Now these industrial strengths, uh, uh, I'll call them the, uh, the colleges, professional athletes, the professional teams, they're not going to brag about what they're doing. They're going to keep that, they're going to keep it quiet, but it's tsunami Robbie and my job to talk about the benefits from, I'll call it the, the civilians, the general population. And so we have a – well, in the next few weeks, we'll have us in Columbia uh, an expression to come visit and get demonstration. It's the Garage Sports Gym at William Strength, which is right on Chris Drive in West Columbia. And this uh, this will be the first expression where folks can actually come in and take a look. There is – Tsunami Bar Training Centers, it is a private gym housed in the Williams Strength factory, but I tell you right now in short, it's the only product out there where you can have a lot of fun exercising and get a lot out of it. So,
0: yeah, and uh, you you got to see it in action. Go to TsunamiBarSports.com and you can see it in action and it's really cool.
1: You can watch it right there on the uh Sports, uh, the birdies and bogeys website, and I think that's uh, – give out that website. So we, we got some videos hung up, and it's pretty interesting to see what can happen with golf. I, I th- It was invented for the young players, but the biggest beneficiaries are going to be the folks in my category of age, the seniors, and I have several examples out there that have been using it with unbelievable uh, results getting longer, 78 78 to 82-year-old golfers getting longer with age and nothing like it. And there's uh, the Tsunami Bar. In addition, there's uh, some other cool announcements coming up in 2024. We'll just save those for later. All
0: right, all right. Well, good. Well, let us get also, let's do the golf segment here, Uh, George. We have got M.J. Ward on with us as well, the golf writer and uh, I I suspect you and he can talk a little golf here.
1: I would hope so. Welcome, MJ.
2: Nice to talk with you guys.
1: Privilege having you on, MJ. And I uh, here we're going to talk about a pretty hot topic, that pro golf. And John Rahm and the Live And we had Tommy Ganey on just a few weeks ago. And uh seems to be stirring, I think, some... Announcements could be on the horizon, and for 2024.
2: Well, I, 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 you know, sometimes you have to look at it and and say you have to assess things as the hype as much as the reality. I mean, John Rahm could leave because he's already established himself. He's already he's got two majors, so he's not going to have an issue with accessing majors, no matter what tour he wanted to go to. Um, What's shocking is is that you know there are people in the pro golf circuit who will condemn live uh in one breath and then when they got whatever money that they thought they were going to get or get more it you know they you know they simply opted out but you know until you have world ranking points if you're a young player live really has no future for you because you have to have access to play to play golf and you want to play against the best players The thing about what you have to look at with live, where are they going to be in four or five years? I mean, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal for live is they want to be connected to the mainframe of American sports and golf is a part of that dynamic. So to, to use as a hypothetical, somebody said to me, be mindful of when the camel's nose gets underneath the tent, because when that happens, it's not about just cutting the nose underneath the tent but putting the entire camel underneath the tent so i think the long the long term for live is not about john rom it's trying to get a foothold um in the american sports scene and you know not to put a downer on this but you know and get into the legal lane but the justice department is still watching this, you know, for antitrust situations that could happen here. So, you know, there's a lot of different players that are in this mix, so to speak. The ROM headline draws attention, but at the end of the day, I mean, you're at the Q school situation where where the guys are looking to get their future. That is the future of professional golf. That's where it is. I mean, the guys that are there today, they're not known, but in a very short order, they're going to be known players. And then, more than likelihood, they're going, to be, they're going to be testing themselves out through the PGA Tour apparatus. I mean, it's possible that somebody could come up and do what ROM did and then defect to the Live circuit. But Live has no real meaningful TV contract. I mean, there are reruns of I Love Lucy that do better than Live on television. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no. There's no, there's no real sponsorship. I mean, no company wants to get associated with the Saudis because then invariably you're going to get questions. If they're publicly traded, you're going to get questions about sports washing. You're going to get questions about what happened to Khashoggi and 9/11. Um, that's that's a whole that's a rabbit hole that they don't want to go down. So, you know, the PGA Tour has issues. I mean, I don't want to minimize that. It's all on Liv's back. I mean, the, the PGA Tour has issues about is it just going to be a tour for elite players and what happens to the mid-level player and what happens with them or or do they even matter? And then the other factor is they have a TV deal coming up soon. I mean, you know, golf doesn't have to be on television. There's no have-to-be's in television. You You have to pay for that privilege and you have to demonstrate viewership. And Tiger and Phil are not going to be about the future anymore that 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 train has long since left the station, so you know really you know there's a lot of unanswered questions on both sides here, but you know the future of professional golf is going to be certainly watchable it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out um because I can't see it going on forever there's no there's no future for golf being fractured. It's not like football, okay, where you might have a rival league at some point, but even eventually even that gets condensed because there's only one NFL, there's only one Premier League, there's only one NHL, there's only one NBA. Um at some point there is a, a, a you know a nod to reality that you really need to be underneath one umbrella and I think Live's ultimate goal at the end of the day is to make sure that they have a seat at the table inside the framework of what the PGA Tour is and then somehow shaping that to fit into the needs of the elite player and hopefully probably working something out so that there's a pathway for younger players to really get in the mix of competing for the money that's there.
1: It looks a little bit like it's shaping up because what happens with the live is it does create a lot more opportunity – for the young players, and only well, does George teams. except
2: there's no there's no world ranking points. I mean, you play at your own risk. It's it's almost like playing a football game, and and it doesn't show up in the one loss column. It's like you play the game, but there's no there's no place that you can gain points. I mean, at the end of the day, this your standing in golf is based on the world ranking points, and until Live gets world ranking points. If you're a 21, 22-year-old who comes out of college, unless they're willing to front money on an unknown entity, it's like any sport. You don't know what a 21, 22-year-old is going to do when he gets all that upfront money. He may produce. He may bomb out. So what Liv did is they put their eggs on proven entities. But frankly, I mean, you have to ask yourself, where has Dustin Johnson been since his Masters win? I mean, where's Cameron Smith been? I mean, we can go through a list of some of the guys that went over, and, you know, they really haven't performed up to the level that they were at previously. You know, I mean, we should all be so lucky that we get $100 million and see if we would still be hungry the next day. I mean, um, it's hard to envision how live can be exciting for a young player because at the end of the day, if you don't have world ranking points, you don't have standing in the game. John Rahm's situation is set for life. I mean, he's he's got standing. He's not you know, he's not really the What would be interesting for me is is can live entice somebody like Ludvig from Sweden. If they could get him to go over, that's a door opener because he's going to be a major player on the PGA Tour. And if you can well, get a younger yeah, yeah. star, then it'll be interesting to see what would be involved. But without world ranking points, it it's it's hard to get into all these different events, wherever you want to go, I, I just don't see how that's going to be possible. There, there is talk right now of Liv maybe changing their format to 72 holes with a possible cut. Now, if that happens, that may satisfy the the people who are responsible for the world ranking points, because right now it's a, it's a closed shop. I mean, the guys who are playing the Corn Ferry, I mean, the qualifier that you're at right now in Jacksonville, they have a pathway to professional golf. You don't come in to live. There is no – I mean, they do have a little bit of what they call a transitional tournament that you can get involved with, but it's kind of limited, and it really isn't the best players. The players who are in Jacksonville right now, that's going to be really the future of, of how you build new stars for the tour. And we'll, well see how that all plays that,
1: out. Here, here's the one thing. If TV – TV, if they – and there's a, – it's a. Uh, a lot of variables a lot of balls going right now but tv can get in with they got some good ideas bringing the college kids up and there there is a new way to play this game i'm not saying it is the only way but if tv and the pga tour they put the focus on on what they do well it's in great shape because these young players can really do it just like aberg i mean that gum he is unbelievable and
2: yeah i mean that, it, i i mean i will say this much it'll be interesting to see how tv deals are structured going forward but i know that network executives do not want to be hammered by media people like me about well you know how do you justify being in bed with the saudis given the fact of you know all the different things that have, i mean there's just a general reluctance on the TV side to be involved with live I mean to be on the CW network I mean you know that's you got to be kidding me thing. I that's mean the history channel beautiful probably beautiful has more thing. subscribers you know than that It's a beautiful
1: thing a beautiful thing that they don't let uh the the, the TV is the leverage that's what they and, and there's the opportunity and that's that's my point is is uh yeah, I think the
2: only social- thing the, the only thing that really scares the PGA tour is what happened with ROM, which means at any point in time, if they waived enough money, they can grab somebody. Okay. They grab.
1: Well, in three, in three, if you start looking at how I've used this analogy, it's not necessarily a good one, but in the Olympics, especially uh, like the uh, ice, ice sport disciplines, you got your entertainment season, you have your Olympic competition and, and the, uh, the entertainment season, the, the ice shows, well, they're fun to go watch, and those athletes get paid a lot of money. And But then the Olympics, it, it intensifies a little bit. Well, the Live Tour is a little bit like a just a cash show for entertainment, a little bit. Now, I have to say, some of the things they're doing, I really love the team side. I think the team side will end up being more attractive than folks, at least in this country, will, will gravitate towards. But... Uh, I think the three rounds, the way that they're set up, three rounds, I believe in the next couple of years that the PGA Tour players, the four-round, I think that's going to show itself in the majors. Then you have four major championships have nothing to do with the live. and these entities, the USGA, the PGA, Masters, there's a lot of leverage that will be gained out of these majors because the one thing – that is obvious you don't get to go to the live unless you (laughs) have won the majors. So it's, it could end up being that, that, uh, that that's a, a tour for entertainment, uh, has its place. And once you, once you've, uh, reached a certain level in a star, well, they, you get recruited, make a lot of money, can't play anymore, but you got, got a big old bank account. Can't play a lick, but you can really, See, that's fun, the whole point, so. though.
2: I mean, the, the whole point of sport is, for most people, you want to see the best the best play in, in real terms. And the thing about golf, although you may have an extended career, the question is, are you still competitive? And the I answer to that there is, well, you, I mean, I don't see A-J, anybody waking up in the morning and saying, man, i got to go see Lee Westwood play or Sergio <laughs> Garcia play or Richard Bland or Ian Poulter. I could probably name probably half the guys that are on live right now they're operating off of the mentality that's saying hey you know there was a day when so and so played quarterback or played center or played center field but they're not they're not relevant to what goes on and i don't I know you know i mean even even take a guy like brooks kepka who won a pga championship the, the year that brooks had was really uneven he really did not play stellar golf for the balance of of the season. He wasn't certainly on, on the same level with Scotty Scheffler in terms of what, how he played throughout the season. He did win the PGA championship. He he also lost the masters uh, and gave it away to Rahm who played well to win it. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day is you want to see the best people play and, you know, live is a cash cow that, is a big 800-pound gorilla that sits out there. But at the end of the day, I don't see network television wrapping their arms around it. And as far as 54-hole golf and team golf, I think there comes a point when you have to look at, is sport really about sport or is it about the circus? If you want the circus, Live gives you the circus. Like you said, Ice Capades. That gives you that. So is there an audience for the circus? There may be. But I also think yeah. that I, I think at the think other side can. of the spectrum, the people who really are connoisseurs, who really enjoy watching golf, I don't think they need all that, all that showbiz. I think they're looking for something that says, Hey, if it worked for Nicholas and Palmer and tiger, and they had 72 whole tournaments, which was basically the norm for golf. What was broken with that? I mean, you know, why don't we just if that's the case, why don't we have seven inning baseball games? We'll have forty five hey, minute football games hey, you know, we'll, we'll have guys wear flags and play football or something I mean
1: well that could be that and you might well, have just i mean I think
2: earlier. i i i think I think that's a that's a debate probably we can't finish tonight but but I would just say to people who are the listeners that are listening to us right now i mean I'm curious when they tune in for golf, what are they tuning in for i mean do they want to embrace you know today's circus could be tomorrow's competition i mean it could change obviously no nothing is locked in stone and
1: hey well so so mj do you have you ever played in a in a member guest
2: yeah sure
1: all right so you got your net and you got your growth and there's there there two different games going on and which one captures which which one captures the most attention, and which one gets the attention of the connoisseur, and a little bit like that is going on right now in professional golf. You got you got a couple of different galaxies that uh, are getting the attention, and I do yeah, think I think, over time, I think what
2: you mentioned is certainly. Look, consumer tastes will change over the period. I mean, every sport has had to look at how do they continue to have both a competitive model and an entertainment model. That's why Major League Baseball has a pitch clock. I mean, if you had said that 20-some years ago, that baseball would have a pitch clock at the Major League level, people would look at you and say, you're crazy. Okay? Um, So sports have to evolve in order to keep fan interest. But then there's a point in time when you say, okay, how close are we to the edge of this becoming like vaudeville and becoming like the circus? And then it's a question really of, I mean, viewers will determine this at the end of the day, like any sport. I mean, that's why the NFL is dominant. That's why the NBA has a has a huge presence. Um, golf is a niche sport at the end of the day. That's all it is. Um, it only has a certain finite level of people who say, man, I'm going to watch that tournament. Much of it came from when Tiger and Phil were at their primes. People said, hey, i got to tune in and watch this guy. Specifically, you know, a guy like Tiger Woods. But now the question is, how does pro golf, how does it evolve going forward? I think ultimately, as I said at the outset, the ultimate aim for the Saudis is to get involved in professional sports in some form or fashion, even if it means getting a minority equity stake. At least they'll have their presence in on the meetings that will dictate how things play out in the future. I mean, one day's minority owner can be the owner of the whole ball game in a very short order. You know, it doesn't take much um, for that to happen, and it will be interesting to see how live. You know, how do they, how do they proceed going forward? It's my opinion that I think that they really had, their long game has always been not just John Rom, but having a seat at the table in terms of how golf is organized, specifically in America, which is the biggest base. Uh, are where the money in the tournaments are being taken place. And I think that's their ultimate aim. All right, well, guys, I right hate to do to this. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: really do. I hate to do this. This is like point counterpoint. It's really, really good stuff. But, George, we have run up against the uh, the clock here, so I'll let you uh, wind things down here for us if you don't mind.
1: Oh, of course. And uh, it's a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, down here in Jacksonville, Got it's only two rounds into it. And don't have much uh, to report from a local standpoint, a statewide standpoint. Uh, Wesley, my son, is in position. That, technically, there are five PGA Tour cards being given out. And there are a lot of players in this field going for those five. I did notice that Keenan Husky is in pretty good shape. And even though uh, I saw 20, uh, Bryson Nimmer in the field, I'll probably leave out a few more. Uh at the very – Trace Trace Crow, who is kind of on the edge, uh, North Carolina and South Carolina in good shape, Kyle Westmoreland. And, well, Kyle's tied with Bob Hale, Jr., and Harry Endicott for first place. But still, 36 holes to go. That'll do it from Jacksonville. And, MJ, what a privilege to have you on. Until next time, you all tee it high but shoot them low.
0: George, MJ, we really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much. Y'all have a wonderful weekend.